Are you a diehard comic book collector? Or maybe a lapsed fan? Maybe even someone who has never picked up a comic book in their life. Hi, I'm Remso Martinez. And I'm Mark Clare. Every single Wednesday at the Second Print Comics Podcast, Remzo and I take a deep dive into the storylines, character arcs, moments, and events that made us the fans we are today. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are available. Check out more from the Second Print Comics Podcast at secondprintcomics.com. Welcome, everyone, to your weekend wrap-up. Good morning, Bill Breakers. Good morning. Is it morning? It's three in the afternoon. <laughs> you know what? It was a long night Close enough. I know. I know. <laughs> I kept waking up, and my phone, I like glance at the time on my phone, and I have another message from you at like 4 a.m., and then another <laughs> one at like 5. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. yeah. Do you sleep at all? Not not often, not, no. Not, no, do you, is, no. Is sleep for the week, in your opinion? Yeah. You know, it, you sleep when you die. Yeah. yeah one I, of those things. I guess, yeah. I had seen a thing that, um, as a post, and I think I sent it to you. It's like sleeping is just like a a pre trial, like a, a free trial for death, and I, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love my sleep. Um, I don't typically. I got to bed pretty late because um, I was binge watching uh, Sons of Anarchy. I haven't watched oh, okay. that in a couple of years, and yeah. I'd, I'd gotten Hulu recently, and I saw it was on there. I was like, I'm gonna start that again. Yeah, I started nodding off probably close to like 10:30 or so, and that my one of my kids came down and interrupted my sleep. Well, then that got me woke back up, and so I was up to like 1.30 or 2 watching yeah. that. But you apparently were up much, much yeah. later than I was. Yeah, and I, I wasn't last night, but I had been binging uh, the Strike Back. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've seen that one. I have one. not. That's a good one. What's that? It's um, um, it's British Special Forces, okay. and uh, they go on different missions, you know, take down ter- oh. terrorists or drug dealers or whatever. So Sounds good. It is good. Very violent. Well, um, hopefully you were up all night last night preparing for this week's episode and <laughs> subsequent episodes. Yeah, yeah, I, I figure that's what you're doing. Absolutely. So, um, before we get into your weekend wrap-up, um, it's time for our coffee fix. Yes. Because once again, this episode is brought to you by Run Your Mouth Coffee, which is um, delicious coffee. Yes. It's uh, brought to you by lovers of free speech. It's brought to you by promoters of all things that are free, all your all your basic rights and all those things. Um, once again, I'm drinking Rebellion Beans, which you said sounded delicious. You have yet to try it. It's a, it is a single origin coffee aged 30 days in a bourbon barrel. Oh. So if you like bourbon and you like coffee, this is... Yeah, well, yeah. when I come for the main episode, you, you have a nice hot cup. I will, okay. I will. I will have some for you. Um, and then I'll be able to be like, mm, tastes like freedom. Yes, yes, you will. That'll be your new role in this. That's all you get to do. <laughs> That's it. That's, all right, I'm cutting the mic. All right, you're done. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> He's my freedom coffee drinker guy. Um, once again, uh, run your mouth coffee at RYM dot com rymcoffee.com sorry i butchered that um it is brought to you by one of our former guests uh john odermatt of the lines of liberty podcast and his business partner ben pengi of homesteads and homeschools podcast 
Um, they, they set out to bring you delicious, fresh roasted coffee um, at basically almost pretty much the same price that you get from like Starbucks. But the only difference is instead of um, employing like slaves in, in <laughs> Africa, not saying Starbucks does that, but instead of doing that, uh, this is roasted fresh to order. So I'm assuming they do it themselves or they have a source that does it. So uh, your coffee is going to be fresh at your doorstep. Uh, go to rwamcoffee.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the promo code BREAKTHEBELL. And drink coffee, enjoy freedom, as we all do. And as we, we promote here, uh, John and Ben both promote themselves, so we're going to promote people that promote the th- same things that we promote. Absolutely. So. So there's our coffee fix for the day. Um, I got this massive mug that I'm drinking. That is massive. I know. Is that brand new? Uh, no, we've had this. It was like hiding in the back of my cupboard. Oh, wow. I went looking for a coffee mug that was actually clean, um, and I found this. I'm like, yeah, that'd be a good coffee fix <laughs> mug there. It says, be a nice human on it, so it's fitting too. So. Yeah. Tastes like freedom. <laughs> had to get that in there because you're not doing your job. Absolutely. So getting into the re- weekend wrap-up, Bill. Yeah. There's some things going on, things that just popped up today in particular, that have been in the works for nine, ten months now. Yeah. You know, this whole, like, flatten the curve thing that was supposed to take, what, like 15 days or or three weeks or what have you. Yeah. It's kind of... It's 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 kind of... It's lagging on a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's being drug out a lot. Yeah. It definitely surpassed all our expectations. I don't even think it surpassed our expectations. No, I no. think we predicted yeah. this was going to be yeah. a thing for we, much longer yeah. than they wanted it, or what we wanted it to be. Yeah. I think they wanted it to be long the whole time. I was going to say, I think they're wanting to push this out another couple of years. Or indefinitely, like yes. some of these things. So uh, just today, apparently, the uh, stimulus bill got passed, and it was it was a close one, from what I heard. Yeah, yeah, it was along party lines. Yeah, n- not a single Republican voted for it, and not a single Democrat <laughs> voted against it. <laughs> yes, just the just the way we like our uh, democracy exactly. to work. That's why we have two party systems, so they can um, completely <laughs> vote against each, each other. Exactly. So let me find that article. Where to go? There it is. Yeah, from what I hear, this this bill is kind of a shit show. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't actually do anything for against COVID. It's no, just kind it never of, does. Did any of them do no, anything no, against no. COVID? Did you expect it to? No. So this article says the Senate passes a 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus package, and the House plans Tuesday to vote it. And um, some of the things that I noticed in there is that. Um, and it probably gets into it in this article that it, they took out the minimum wage thing that Biden right. was so adamant on getting I, in there. I can see them trying to get that back in before they actually— You think that ha- when it gets kicked back the House, they'll push back on I, it for that? I think they that? will, yeah. says, the House plans to vote Tuesday on the Senate-passed bill, according to House Majority Leader Staney Hoyer. I didn't even know there, that was the new— Steny. Steny Hoyer? Yeah. Okay. Is Nancy Pelosi not the House— No, she she's the, the, the House, like— Leader. Oh, right? okay. Oh, okay. I don't really know the difference. Maybe yeah. I, we shouldn't talk about politics if we don't know <laughs> the structure of the political system. Yeah. says, the question, however, is whether the squad ugh, and other House progressives are going to take the exclusion of the $15 minimum wage hike sitting down. Yeah. That, there you go. They're going to push back against yeah. that. Specifically, that, the squad. The AOC's, squad is huge on the minimum wage. Yeah, that, that's AOC-led yeah. and that other chick i can't think of her name yeah. ever i can never think chick of out of minnesota yeah that's her we probably shouldn't name. say chick no no it's probably 
toxic masculinity coming out. <laughs> On the other hand, they do want Probably. to take the blame for the lapsed benefits. Or do they want to take the blame? I was like, going to say, they do want to take that blame? <laughs> says, after burning the midnight oil, getting through a dreaded Vodathon. Vodathon? Yeah, that's dramatic. I heard it was very, uh, it was very intense. Yeah. The Senate has passed the Democrats in $1.9 trillion stimulus plan with a party-line vote of 50 to 49. Republican Senator Dan Sullivan was absent to attend a funeral. Why... Do we care about that? Oh, because he would have been the 50-50 vote. They're like, right. damn it. Yeah. Why did you have to go to a funeral I, I, I'm now? sure they, they, he, his friend was offed so I was gonna say, show up there. <laughs> I was going to say the Democrats probably took out um, his oh, friend. Looks like you better go to the funeral. Yeah, it looks like you're not going to make it. Uh, the package includes a $1,400 check for Americans making $80,000 per year and couples earning $160,000 and extends unemployment benefits. And now heads back to the House to incorporate Senate amendments to the final bill, after which it will go to President Biden's desk for a signature before several programs are set to expire March 14th. So they got only a few days, really, to... Wow. Because it's the 6th now, right. so they have about, what, like eight days left right. to approve this before the... I, I wonder the how much expire. money they can keep throwing at Americans to buy them off. Uh, I mean, if you, you just keep throwing that little bit yeah. here and there. There was an article I read that was like, this will uh, allow um, Americans to catch up on their bills for a minimum of like four months. It's like four months. Yeah, what bills are you paying? <laughs> no shit. Four <laughs> months for fourteen hundred dollars. That's what like three hundred fifty dollars a yeah. month in bills. Yeah, I I have a few more than three hundred fifty dollars a month so in bills. Is that is it fourteen hundred for like like each adult in the house? I was looking. Because none of these are very specific, right. these main articles. But I had looked, and it was saying that um, at least a couple of days ago they're proposing fourteen hundred per dependent. And remember, they were talking about um, extending that to seventeen and above. That's insane. Dependents. So if you have like an adult, yeah. like college student living in your house, well, that you still claim on your taxes, they're yeah. saying. I, for that I too. did see that uh, that uh, Ted Cruz had tried to push back against, but it was unsuccessful. That uh, illegal immigrants will be getting the fourteen hundred dollars stimulus, and so will uh, uh, people in prison. I'd like to know. Well, I mean, does that go to the commissary? The fourteen hundred in their commissary I, I, in prison? Well, I don't what? know. <laughs> but how do they? If they are undocumented illegal immigrants, how do they? It goes how do they shank bank? I was gonna. How do they get money to? undocumented Im well immigrants. yeah exactly i mean don't you have to have a social security number to get uh you would think like how does that process work right. do they just like walk <laughs> up and down the street like, hey, hey you you have you gotten your 1400 yet oh here here, here you go. go let me Take write this. a check yeah I, oh, wait, I just... do you have a bank here let me give you cash so they ended up like not they yeah. ended up going against ted cruz's um yeah well there. i guess the the they again they voted along party lines oh yeah republicans voted for 49 against 50 all right. So. says the marathon voting session on a series of amendments began Friday before noon, lasting over 24 hours. I'd be like, hit my head on the desk, like, <laughs> come on. That's how come they get on. Them. Well, yes. who is the uh, Rob Johnson, senator out of Wisconsin? He actually uh, re required them to read the whole thing. They should. Well, they should for all of them. For yeah. all of them, they should. Why would you? even want to pass something and the that first person is like oh my gosh it's so long it's like then write shorter bills yeah <laughs> that is on you that is your job I'd each be like, bill should be i mean it shouldn't be more than like just bullet point it yeah just right. like one page bam i'd be like if i was voting in the senate i'd be like 
no. Bring it back shorter. <laughs> exactly. My my vote is automatically no if it comes yeah. here and it's fourteen hundred pages. Yeah, right. I don't care what's in it. I don't care yeah. if it is going to single handedly yeah. like save our nation. Right. If it comes fourteen hundred pages, oh yeah, send it back. I, I, I would say anything over like normal reading material. So anything more than thirty pages, <laughs> just take it back. Like no, I, <laughs> if I can't read this, if uh, I can't read this, and in, in between my two sh- favorite shows, yes. <laughs> I'm not. Like, I've got two beers here. Yeah. If, once there. <laughs> done i am done reading exactly <laughs> everything else i'm just cutting out of the bill yep <laughs> says in the final senate package eligibility for stimulus checks has been narrowed and lowered the amount of supplemental unemployment benefits also cut was the increase in the federal minimum wage to 15 an hour after the senate parliamentary ruled that the wage hike was illegal under the rules of reconciliation The procedure used by Democrats to push the bill through was a simple margin without requiring at least 60 votes. All right. Gotcha. So that's why they got rid of it. Yeah. Says uh, notable states aid include California is expecting 26 billion general fund with windfall for its upcoming budget session. It's estimated to receive 26.3 billion of funding and its local government's 14.9 billion. That's fucked up. Yeah. New York State is getting funding. Government requested $15 billion of additional aid, would receive 12.7, while its local government will receive 10.6. Um, including Suffolk County, which floated a potential sale of notes to Fed under the municipal, municipal liquidity facility, which will receive $289 million. It's all, the three states, California, New York, in Illinois, are the that ones that seems getting, a little shady. Well, those are those are the the biggest Democrat states. Well, the, that and they're the ones with the worst, um, like economics. Yeah, right. Like right. the the highest yeah. debt yeah. to per state. I'm it surprised says, Michigan's not in there. Um, no, it's just those three and Puerto Rico, which I can understand. Puerto Rico, they always need aid after like all oh, being destroyed by hurricanes. Right. Illinois, which sold two series of notes. Of the Fed totaling three point two billion will receive seven and a half billion or two point five times the projected fiscal twenty twenty two budget deficit that the government plans to close through cutting spending and closing corporate tax loopholes. Yet it also has an unpaid bill backlog of five point two billion as of seven seven February seventeenth. So how are you saying that the um the deficit is being closed if you have unpaid bill backlog of 5.2. Right. That's part of your yeah. deficit. You're basically writing it off. Yes. Probably just pushing it to the next year. Oh, I'm sure. Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, uh, where general fund revenues are up 11% versus adopted liquidity plans through February 5th, will receive $2.5 billion directly, and its local government's $1.9 billion. So there you go. That's where some of the state funds are going. I, I wonder how much of that money is going to kind of uh, to uh, pay off, you know, so when they want to make Puerto Rico a state. Uh, I don't know. So. Good question. More highlights of the bill. $128.6 go, billion goes to help K-12 through schools reopen. Which is actually inaccurate because that's actually being pushed off several years. I believe that's for like 2026. Really? Yeah. To open, reopen schools? Yeah. How does that get pushed to 2026? I, I don't know, but I, I saw that it, that's not something that takes into effect right oh, away. Okay, then. $350 billion in state and local aid. $25 billion in aid to restaurants and other food and drinking establishments. Good, get the bars back open. Right. $19 billion in emergency rental assistance. 7.25 in 
funds for paycheck protection program loans. So only seven for um, PPP. Yeah. That's kind of that it's seems really low compared seems really to some low. of the other stuff. You would think that would be one of the biggest areas of need. Extending the enhanced unemployment insurance of three hundred dollars per week through August 29th. So that's getting pushed back to later in the year. So encourage more people to remain unemployed. Right. Also included is expanded federal funding for COVID programs. Shouldn't that be part of the you highlight? Think that'd be kind of the big parts. Which includes $46 billion for testing and tracing programs, $7.6 billion for, uh, to use community health centers for pandemic response, Five point two for vaccine research, as well as therapeutics um, and other medical pro- products, and seven point seven billion to hire public health care workers. So I think, think that's it. That's part of highlights. that would be to distribute the vaccine. I, I'm not. I'm not wanting it, but no. I know that a lot of states are a shit show trying to get that vaccine out. Yeah, right. And there's been a lot of complaints. My my dad. He got his first one. He sold on it. He's getting a second one. He was complaining about Alabama. Yeah. And uh, how good it was for Tuscaloosa, but how Montgomery's was a sh- kind of a shit show. Okay. And they tell, you know, you, you line up, cars were backed up all the way. They tell you to come with a full tank of gas. Really? And if you don't make it, you know, or it, <laughs> there, it's a possibility you'll get there and they'll be like, oh, well, oh, we we're just, all we're all out. Yeah, and, wow. and it's all been a waste. Wow, that sucks. So, and then he's like, well, how's Iowa doing? I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't I, even I, know for a vaccine. I, I'm vaccine. not getting a vaccine. No. What did he say to that? Well, he just. He's like, don't ever come to my house. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so there is all of that. Like like I said, the, the promise to hike the $15 minimum yeah. wage, um, that is off the table as of for now, unless right. the House pushes back, like I It'll said. It'll come up again. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah, I mean, all this is is, uh, is voter buyouts. They're but, just preparing to pay people to contribute. Increase their constituency. The the issue though is that, like it said, if they push back on this, if the squad pushes back, it's going to lapse mar- in oh, yeah. March. Right. What, what I say, March fourteenth. Yeah. On Pi Day. Pi just day. so you know. Yes. Information to know. Three point one four. Three fourteen. Pi Day. Um, so get your pie. I don't know what that had to do with this. I just thought of it because it was March fourteenth. Um, get your squad pie. <laughs> there you go. So if they do push back and it does lapse, um, you won't be able to afford pie because um, of AOC and the squad. But I, I like I said, um, I think a lot of the backlash will be thrown at them if they if that does lapse because. For the first time in months, <laughs> they came to an agreement on something right. here, even though it wasn't an agreement, considering right. um, 50 voted for it, which were all Democrats, and 49 voted against yeah, right. it, which were yeah. all Republicans. They, yeah, they didn't come together at but, all. <laughs> but something actually is moving forward, supposedly, right. and so and it's on the side of the Democrats, so if it yeah. goes back and gets pushed gets a push to not be approved because of the Democrats, that's that's, it's yeah. going to fall back on them. So, Which I'm really surprised the, the uh, stimulus checks went through. I really yeah. thought that would get kicked back. Um, I didn't because it's Democrat-controlled. If yeah. there was more Republican push, I think the, uh, the stimulus checks yeah. would be off the table or at least like drastically minimized. But mm-hmm. are you saying they should have been pushed back because it was only 1400 no, or Because no. remember, AOC was like, 2000 is 2000 yeah, right. 2000 is yeah. not 1400 It's got to be $2,000. That's he what we said. He said 2000 yeah. and 2000 is not 1400 Thank yeah. you for that math lesson from um, the, the economics expert, yeah. AOC. 
So, more COVID news. Texas started off... Well, let me backtrack. They're, they're acting like Texas started off this trend of states dropping mask laws. Right. However, yeah. Iowa dropped its mask mandate last this past month, right. starting the 1st of February, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, the fact that everybody's making this huge deal that Texas is the first and everybody and the dominoes right. are falling and yeah. it just reaffirms our position back during the the whole weather crisis with Texas that they are pushing Texas off as the um right. the outlaws or like the yeah. cowboys right. like ungovernable un, yeah. like lawless state because yeah. what how dare Texas yeah. drop it's like Iowa did that nobody talked about it a I, month it ago it didn't pop in the news whatsoever no. i mean so some people on facebook got all upset about it but it didn't go anywhere. It reaffirms the whole thought that nobody gives a shit yeah. about Iowa. Oh, and I, I bet you South Dakota did it before that. You know, you I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody cares about those. No, but um, there is a lot of backlash against the the Texas governor for dropping the the COVID restrictions. Yeah. So this one is from ABC News, my one of my favorite sources. <laughs> it says Greg Abbott's announcement, Governor Greg Abbott's announcement that uh, Texas would end a statewide mask mandate and allow businesses to reopen at full capacity has been met with harsh criticism. Absolutely reckless, California Governor Gavin Newsom wrote on Twitter. Speaking of absolutely <laughs> reckless, right. he's he's not short of absolute Does he have any credibility to come out there and say that? I don't think he does. I can't believe they're not doing masks. Uh, no, I got a dinner date with a bunch of friends. So <laughs> Gavin Newsom wrote this on Twitter one of those Twitter, Twitter press releases, again, that uh, Trump was so famous for. Shortly after the press conference Tuesday, in which Abbott announced that it was time to open Texas 100%. says, Abbott pointed to small business owners hurt by the, the pandemic. Too many Texans have been sidelined from employment opportunities, he said. Too many small business owners have struggled to pay their bills. This must end. Gilberto Hino, Hinojosa chair of the Democrat Party in Texas, issued a statement pushing back at Abbott's decision. What Abbott calls pro-business is anti-people, <laughs> Hinojosa said. Make no mistake, opening Texas prematurely will only lead to faster COVID spread, more sickness and overcrowding in our hospitals, and unnecessary deaths. There is no economic recovery without beating the coronavirus pandemic. This will set us back, not move us forward. So how long can they play this out for? Right. Like, how long... Can we keep these closed right. with this fear that, yeah. do you know if you open your businesses that uh, the pandemic's going to spread, All everyone's oh, yeah. going to die all yeah. over again? Well, again, they're, they're tr I think they're trying to push it to at least 2022. What For what, though? <sighs> Control. For, I mean, I, I just don't really understand. I mean, I understand that they're saying that, the, I mean, what they're saying about yeah. it. Until, but it's like, I, how long can we play right. this game? Until, you know, the, everybody's gotten their vaccine and Dr. Fauci comes out and says, well, I think we could probably move from two masks to one mask now. Oh, <laughs> damn. Damn. I did see somebody with two masks the other day and I, I, I almost laughed at him out loud. <laughs> Research has shown that the widespread mask wearing is good for the economy. Bullshit. Who said that? According to an analysis of U.S. data that <laughs> Centers for Disease Control and Prevention highlighted, increasing universal masking by 15% could prevent the need for lockdowns and reduce associated losses of up to $1 trillion. Trillion. One trillion. We never really heard 
Trump say trillion? No, we never it's did. Easier, he easier to say million. billions. Yeah. Trillion. It's harder to say with yeah, that. The R. Roughly 5% of the U.S. gross domestic product. Health experts similarly questioned the governor's decision to open the state and lift, lift the mask mandate, which has been in place since July. The new rules are, are effective March 10th. I mean, July to March. That yeah, is that's a long eight, time. nine months yeah. of wearing masks. I think I I think I agree. It's time yeah. to open the shit back up. Yeah. Well, and and beyond that, I think uh, aren't they going back to full capacity in their restaurants and bars? I think, I think they're dropping everything. Yeah, I think much. they're dropping everything. This is definitely not the time to begin doing this, Doctor Peter Hotez, professor and dean of the National School of Tropical Medicine at Baylor College of Medicine. That's a mouthful. It told is. MSNBC. You think he has a business card that says all I that? I think so. Yeah. It's it's like this long. <laughs> Let me get you my card. <laughs> <laughs> While cases in Texas have declined from their peak, variants of the virus like B117, I didn't even know that was a thing, I mean, which yeah. was first identified in the UK, pose a risk that downward trend. No, this is all the, the different strains yes. that are circulating. We are all anticipating another major wave, he said. Texas is also behind on vaccinations following a winter storm that knocked out its power grid and snarled vaccine distribution. Snarled? Snarled it. I didn't know that could happen. I didn't either. The hell was that? Probably my dog knocking out the door. Probably. Let's get a much higher percentage of the population of Texas vaccinated, Hotez said. To do it now, I think, is premature. So all these people coming out against dropping... Yeah, the mask mandates, dropping the pandemic, uh, the COVID uh, protocols and stuff. I uh, before we moved, like I said, some of the states are other states are following. It's like a yeah. domino's effect. Right. It's it's but, like all of a sudden they're like, oh shit, we can do that. Right, right, yeah. Y- you mean we as a governor can say that without right. <laughs> any well, anybody put? I mean, obviously people are going to push back, but without repercussion. Well, I guess Florida has has gotten rid of theirs a while ago. And Mississippi followed Texas and not coming out and saying they were going to do away with the mask and and then open everything up with the exception of schools were going to still remain at fifty percent capacity for for a while. Mm. So and then um, a few states have also recently repealed, including Montana, Iowa, North Dakota, and then um, and then just today I saw Arizona is voting to drop their mask mandate. Really? Yeah. So. I mean, it, it's the, certain states are following. They're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's time to get rid of this. I found this image here. This cracked me up. I found this on social media. Um, this is, if you're listening and not watching, this is a Twitter post from Derek Ensign. I'm not even sure who that is. Me but either. it says, on this tech, hashtag Texas Independence Day, we tell Governor Abbott, Come and take it. And there's a picture of a mask and a star, and it says, "Come and take it." Like <laughs> it's almost like the the right um, with the "Don't guns. Tread on Me" yeah. flag or or similar with yeah the the gun laws and stuff. Yeah, it says there's a cowboy in a hat, and it says, "Hell yes, we're going to take your mask." It's <laughs> oh, it's Beto O'Rourke. So <laughs> it's almost like flipped. It's like yeah. um, we're we're coming after your mask because and it's like a. a Masks have become now a sy- a symbol of freedom. It's like <laughs> right, reversed. Right. Like they're trying to yeah. make that. Like it, 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 here's the thing, though. You want to wear a mask? Wear a fucking mask. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody's exactly. coming to take your mask. Yeah, no one's gonna be like, you know, like 
you know, I'm sorry, we can't let you in our store because you have a mask on. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, we we don't serve your kind here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come and take our mask. It's it, it's ridiculous. It is. It yeah. is, and it's the most ridiculous part is that they're reusing. Yeah. The the kind of sentiment of people that were that the people had when mask mandates yeah. were made, just like. Um, that's a, kind of a violation of our freedoms right. by making us wear this. And now they're like, well, isn't it a violation of your freedoms by coming and yeah. taking your mask? No, that, yeah. nobody's telling no you that. No one's telling you you can't wear a mask. They're just saying that not everybody has to wear one. Yeah, you know, it's just the most ridiculous tweet. That and is ridiculous. I, I want to read the backlash he got on for, for tweeting that out because <laughs> it's just so stupid and ignorant. Yeah. Like you said, Arizona is... It says the Arizona House has approved the bill allowing mass businesses to ignore mask mandates. So that sounds it, like a complicated process. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, we're going to keep the mask mandate in place, but you guys can ignore it if you want to. <laughs> it's like, so are is there a mask mandate or is there not a mask mandate? I'm not sure. So uh, that's about it for the uh, COVID stuff that's going on. Yeah. I mean, since we started the show, it's been COVID and then... Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, which we haven't had any like serious rights and shit since yeah. Biden took off. Not yet. Surprisingly, yeah, I'm sure it'll. Is it go. surprising? No, no, it's not. <laughs> um, it just makes it seem as political as we thought it was. Exactly. Like, hey, they're gonna push yeah. this um, social unrest up till Biden yeah. is elected, and then it's going to drop. I, off. I did see um, where one of the uh, the leaders of Black Lives Matter, one of the uh, the founder people. Assigned a multi-million dollar deal with Warner Brothers to make um, uh, black-friendly films and TV shows. That's not um, money-driven by any stretch. No, not at all. So before we move away from Biden, though, I had found this video of Joe Biden. Um, He's at a press conference, and this this just shows the level of, uh, like, controlled that Biden is because he, he can't even make his own decisions. This article says the White House cuts virtual event feed after Biden says he's happy to take questions from House Democrats. They're like, no, no, don't take questions because that means you have to go off script. Cut the feed. Cut it. He can't go off script. We can't allow it. So it says um, the White House raised eyebrows on Wednesday when it suddenly cut the feed of virtual event that President Biden said he was happy to take questions from Democratic lawmakers. Accompanied by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and the House Democrat caucus, Biden addressed lawmakers on the topics of COVID relief and the ongoing vaccine rollouts. He closed his remarks by calling on Democrats to help restore the faith in government. And then he shit on restoring <laughs> the faith by asking for questions. Yeah. Well, and then asking if that's OK. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got the video here because he's like looking to her for for cues on yeah. this. Um, let me. Let me pull the video up. So if you're looking for Joe Biden's balls, check Nancy Pelosi's purse. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, Here it is. I I want... (laughs) What? What was the sign language for that? (laughs) (laughs) She's just like, "Uh, no, no. She was doing this, like, cut, 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 cut. So here's that video of him asking for questions. Maybe not. Hang on. Where did my volume go? There it is. Let's try again. Thank you, thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. (laughs) And cut. (laughs) It's just funny because it's not even like he's asking to take questions. He's like, 
Is that right, Nancy? Yeah. Nance? Should, should I Nance. have said that? Is that okay, Nance? <laughs> I think it's funny that they're on a short-term name, yeah. <laughs> name basis. Okay, um, Nance. Yeah, or, <laughs> if that's what I'm supposed to do now. Yeah. Nance, is that what I'm supposed to yeah. do? It's like you're the freaking right. president. She, she's going to take him home, put him in his high chair, give him his oatmeal, and then mm-hmm. put him to bed. It, it just blows my mind, the level that they're not even like covering up the fact that he's not a competent leader yeah. in any way. Well, I, I don't think he was supposed to say that. No, well, no, he wasn't. But the fact <laughs> that he can't even I make himself look like he's right, in control. Competent. Yeah, at least pretend, man. Yeah, just it, I mean, even if you're going to go off script accidentally and be like, hey, we're going to take questions. Anybody got questions? I, I guess we're out of time for questions. No, like, okay. Yeah, right. Like, at least play it that, off. Is that cool? Is uh, that Can I do no, that, Nancy? No, I can't. No? Okay. I oh, guess. Okay. Mom, uh, mom said I can't take questions. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, when there's a script written out for answers and we know what questions you're going to ask, then we c- we'll take questions. Well, even then, he seems to butcher the ones that oh, are. Sure. Or was it Jen Pasaki? That's yeah. what we call yeah. her. Um, she w- she had a list of questions that were going to be asked of her, and right. she still yeah. went round in circles with yeah. it and wouldn't answer. And she's yeah. like, you were. A- you this was the, the approved pro- list. You had the questions. This was the approved <laughs> list of questions, and you yeah. still can't manage to yeah. answer them. Uh, you know, well. We'll, we'll come back around to that one. It's like if you can't depend on your own um, president that you put in office, if you can't depend on him yeah. to go off script and answer some questions, yeah. that says a lot about his level of yeah. competency. Like if you don't have faith that he can answer a goddamn question, right. why the hell did you put this guy in office? Right. And clearly, like like I said, he's cueing that. <laughs> Nancy is the one in control right, of this yeah. this whole operation. Exactly. I, I get that it was Which, a, is there any doubt. I mean, well, I get that it was a house thing, and like she was kind of in charge of it all. But yeah. still, he's the goddamn president. Exactly. Yeah. If he wants to take questions, let him take questions. Yeah. No. 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 Mom said no. So I guess not. So I guess uh, we'll move away. We'll 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 stop beating on Biden for a little bit. Um, for a little bit. Just just a little bit. Um. Records were broken. History history was made this year, or just this week, um, when the Pope visited the the Iraqi Muslim leader, oh, yeah. the, the Ayatollah. Yeah, the in, Ayatollah. Yeah, that's not the one of rock and roll. No, not the Ayatollah of rock and roll. What's that from? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> way off script. Sorry, I got off script. Is that okay, Nance? No. <laughs> Cut the feed. Um, Cut so, it. So, uh, Pope Francis, who has always been like the more secular, um, oh, pope, he, he, the he's most the most social justice oriented pope I've ever seen. So he he has gone and done things that no other pope yeah. recently, at least, has done. And he um, went and visited, like I said, the Iraqi religious leader. So this is from Al Jazeera. So it says Pope Francis has urged Iraq's Muslim and Christian religious leaders to put aside animosities and work together for peace and unity during an interfaith meeting in the traditional birthplace of the prophet Abraham, father of their faiths. This is true religiosity to worship God. I didn't even know that was a word. Uh, To worship God and to love our neighbor, the pontiff told the gathering on Saturday. Francis traveled to the ruins of Ur in southern Iraq to reinforce his message of interreligious tolerance and fraternity during the first ever papal 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 or papal papal visit to Iraq, a country riven by religious and ethnic division. Um, with the ma- magnificent ziggurat nearby, Francis told the faith leaders that it was fitting 
that they come together in Ur, back to our origins, to the source of God's work, to the birth of our religions. To pray together for peace as children of Abraham the prophet, common to Muslims, Christians, and Jews. And I had heard that he had um, actually um, pushed for Jewish leaders to come down and no. join this meeting, but they it didn't give a reason, but they just didn't come. That, so. That's too bad. That, that would have been historic. That would have been. But it, it, this, this, to me, shows his whole, like, secularization of the Catholic faith. Right. It's, it's almost like he's pushing this, like, unified, like, all religions are one type um, right. yeah. ideology, like, more like a uni- unitarian yeah. type ideology. Right. Um, which which I agree that we should stop, like, hating other religions. Right, And, yeah. um, like, the Muslims should stop murdering the Christians in Iraq and right. vice versa. Yeah. Um, however... To be the leader of your religion, yeah. this, this guy has done more to water down his religion than oh, any other pope. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he I mean, he came out and uh, because the U.S. bishops had been slamming Biden, mm-hmm. and he came out and defended Biden and said, "Well, you just have to understand that his commitment to the uh, the Democratic Party supersedes his Catholic. It's part of his culture. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it's his culture, <laughs> as Biden says." From this place where faith was born, from the land of our father Abraham, let us affirm that God is merciful and that the greatest blasphemy is to profane his name by hating our brothers and sisters. I don't think that's the greatest blasphemy. No. In the Bible, at least. I mean, yes, that is a horrendous thing to do. Right. But I think the Bible specifically points out basically blasphemy towards God God is is the greatest greatest blasphemy, blasphemy, (laughs) not towards (laughs) your brothers and sisters. Hostility, extremism, and violence are not born of religious heart. They are betrayals of religion. The Pope said there could never be peace as long as Iraqis viewed people of different faiths as the other, and vice versa, because Christians have a long tradition of (laughs) viewing other faiths as the other, too. Right, absolutely. Peace does not demand winners or losers, but rather brothers and sisters who, for all the misunderstandings and hurts of the past, are journeying from conflict to unity, he said says, although Abraham is considered the father of Christians, Muslims, and Jews, no Jewish representative was uh, present at the interreligious event in Ur. In 1947, a year before Israel's birth, Iraqi, or Iraq's Jewish community numbered about 150,000. Now their numbers are in single figures. Wow. Huh. A local church official said Jews were contacted and invited, but the situation for them was complicated, particularly as they have no structured community. However, in similar past events in predominantly Muslim countries, a senior foreign Jewish figure has attended. So, in similar past events, I thought this was like the first event. That's what I Similar thought. event. Historic. Challenges that remain. The Pope, who began his three-day visit to Iraq and Baghdad on Friday, was expected to say Mass later on Saturday at the capital's Chaldean Catholic, or Chaldean Cathedral of St. Joseph. Earlier Saturday, Francis and Iraq's top Shia Muslim leader delivered a powerful message of peaceful coexistence, urging Muslims in the war-weary Arab nation to embrace Iraq's long-beleaguered Christian minority during a historic meeting in the holy city of Najaf. The Grand Ayatollah Ali al-Sistani, this is killing me, (laughs) said religious authorities have a role in protecting Iraq's Christians and that Christians should live in peace and enjoy the same rights as other Iraqis. So um, this Ayatollah um, al-Sistani is like the most revered person in 
the right. Shiite Iraqi Muslim faith. He's basically yeah. the Pope to the Shi- right. uh, Iraqi Shiite Muslims. Yeah, he is. So for him to come out and say that uh, Christians should leave, live in peace, I mean, that this is like basically coming from God, right? Right. In their opinion. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, this is a good thing for him to come out and say this because maybe um, some of the uh, per- persecuted Christians in the the area will right. will have a little bit better of a chance over there. Yeah. Vatican. Hopefully. The Vatican said Francis thanked Al-Sistani for having raised the voice in defense of the weakest and most persecuted during some of the most violent times in Iraq's recent history. This is some of the most violent over, like, 2004? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. That was pretty violent. I about that. I mean, I, I don't know a lot that's going on over there based on— Right. Besides what we mentioned in this last week's um, right. episode, but I mean, um, nobody's really talking about what's going yeah. on in Iraq. I it's mean, all Iran and Syria. Yeah, I mean, Iraq is still, you know, they're still trying to, to rebuild and, and get a, a working government, but I don't mm-hmm. believe it's anywhere near Syria and Libya. Right. So as al-Sistani, who is 90, is deeply revered in the Shiite Shia uh, majority Iraq, and his opinions on religious and other matters are sought by Shia Muslims worldwide. So not only is he like revered there in Iraq, but for Shia Muslims all across the world, they they would take what yeah. he said worth its salt. So on Sunday, Francis traveled to Mosul, a formal ISIS stronghold, um, where churches and other buildings still bear the scars of conflict. Said um, the project director of Iraq Initiative and senior research fellow in the Middle East. I think we talked about that the research fellow in the Middle East, remember? yeah, and North. Africa program at Chatham House told Al Jazeera from London that the words of the Pope matter and they are symbols. It's good for Christians of Iraq as well as all Iraqis to have senior leaders, senior religious leaders, come together and stress the importance of coexistence. But how does that translate into basic human rights, basic citizens' rights, and for those Iraqis? From the perspective of the Iraqi leadership, this is a story of Iraq that is not what we have often heard from at least 2003, if not before. A story of conflict, a story of sectarianism. This is a story of trying to look to a better future, but of course challenges remain. So obviously, I mean, not everybody's going to get on board with this, especially right. like the, the extremists. Yeah, right. Which, who knows how, how big, like... Al Qaeda and ISIS are actually because the numbers are so skewed since right. Trump yeah. um, said ISIS has been defeated. Right. Yeah. But um, clearly, there's still some conflict going on over there right. religiously and um, just between the two uh, Muslim factions, right. even. So it's a big step, I think. I but I, <laughs> I always want to know like the ulterior motive, like right. especially with people like the Pope. I I don't have. Really great opinions about the no, Pope. I, I don't either. Um, I I think for the Pope in this case, I I think what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I don't see really any benefit. You know, the Vatican doesn't really deal in oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that I know of. That I know of. Well, the Pope is very big on green policy and things like that. Yeah, so he he's very he's. The more liberal pope we've had in yeah, right. a while. I don't I don't know the history of the popes, but yeah, he's he is definitely a very liberal, very like like you said, social justice. Yeah, he, he focuses more on the social justice than on yeah. the even the religious side. Yeah. It seems and, like, and so. I I can see the the green agenda being huge on his book. Mm-hmm. So who who knows who knows what's going to happen here? But just the fact that um, 
two religions that absolutely hate each other can come together under right. one yeah. roof. Right. And, um, and and two two that tend to be very fundamental, you mm-hmm. know. And so it's interesting because I never thought about the Jewish faith. You know, they don't have a pope like figure. That's true. They don't have like a senior rabbi or right, anything right. like that. So it's not a structured yeah. very structured religion. I'm sure they have factions that are structured, but right. they don't have like a senior head. Yeah. Um and I I don't even know how it is in Israel. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, like a senior figurehead in Israel over the religion, but yeah, in other countries I I don't think that they do. Maybe yeah. I maybe we're just ignorant. Maybe we should yeah. uh call up some of our Jewish friends. Yeah. And, and ask them. Absolutely. So, um, let's move on because there are there's a couple things that we're running out of time, and I really wanted to hit on these two last stories because these ones <laughs> we haven't even like made it through the article <laughs> because I was just like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" I'm like, "Stop, save it." I want our it's, reactions. It's a good for... one. It's a good one. So, completely switching courses here. Completely. Completely because. Racism is a big thing, as usual. Yes, and apparently it it it's, it starts in the womb. Uh, at least, in the very least, it starts at three months yes. <laughs> after birth. You I, can it's be a interesting racist. that they've been able to d- pin that down. Yeah, at three months, racism sets in. When and I might human... get a tooth. I don't know. So, just to point out, this article is titled "Your Three Month Old Might Be Racist," and the Department of Education is here to help, just as the um, government yes. is always Absolutely. here to help. So before I read, I, I just my initial reaction is like you said. How do you how do you determine that when right yeah the, a baby the, can't you communicate put like, like a, a a a colored block and a white block and and the the baby like knocks the colored block on fuck the floor. your cover <laughs> fuck your colored block. I mean uh, honestly, I mean it's I don't know, but let let's let's. dive into this together because like I said I wanted to get my initial reaction on the show because you just read like two sentences I was like stop just stop save it (laughs) so it says the bad news is that your three month old precious bundle of joy yeah she might be a racist so this is from the Daily Wire so this is going to be more critical of this whole thing so um, this might be exaggerated to an extent because it is the Daily Wire yeah. says, um, on the upside, Arizona's Department of Education is offering an equity toolkit to help you tamp down their racism, your three-month-old's racism. What did we say last week was going to be the buzzword of the year? I don't remember. I don't remember. We, we've come up with a couple, though. There is, but well, equity is going to be another one Equ- of those. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Journalist Christopher F. Rufo exposed the ideology equity toolkit within the department's diversity program that claims babies can develop signs of racism at just three months old and should be talked to about race even (laughs) before they can talk. (laughs) What the hell? So it says, so this is his Twitter post. It says, the Arizona Department of Education has created an equity toolkit claiming that babies show first signs um, of racism at three months old, and that white children remain strongly biased in favor of whiteness by age five. Yeah, so I he, could see by age five if you're like only surrounded by white people. Yeah, that you might develop that, but three months old, so, really? So here's a, a a chart that was on his Twitter page, right? And mm-hmm. it says, at birth, babies look equally at faces of all races, but at three months, babies look more at faces that match the race of their caregivers. Or just resemble more. Well, it's that they just 
they know the face. It's not yeah. necessarily even the car. I know three months old that the if I look at them wrong, they start crying because I'm not their their parent. So right, right. They're familiar with their parent. Yeah. Like talking to a three month old doesn't change that. It would be like passing it around to people of different like yeah. colors and different races to get yeah. them accustomed. That would right. be the only thing. That, yes, they are going to be more comfortable with somebody who looks like their parent. That's right. just yeah. Absolutely. Nature. Yeah. Um, it says children as young as two years use race to reason about people's behaviors. Mm-hmm. At 30 months, most children use race to choose their playmates. Expressions of facial... Who goes by 30 months? I, I don't know. I, I didn't Can even know 30 months was a, a thing. Can't we say two and a half years? No, no. It is it is a thing for the, those moms that are like, this is my 30-month-year-old baby well, picture. If you want to buy clothes, it's yeah. like, oh, look, a 30-month-old <laughs> <laughs> shirt. Uh, expressions of racist prejudice often peak at ages four and five. Okay. By five, black and Latinx, Latinx children in research settings show no preference toward their own groups compared to whites. White children at this age remain strongly biased in favor of whiteness. I don't believe that at all. Um, by kindergarten, children show many of the same racial attitudes that adults in our culture hold. They have already learned to associate some groups with and higher statuses than others. And then six plus explicit conversations with five to seven year olds about interracial friendships can dramatically improve their racial attitudes in as little as a single week. So there you go. Very nice. Back to this article. Um, <clears throat> so it goes on to say silence about race it reinforces racism by letting children draw their own conclusion based on what they see. What are they seeing? Um, <laughs> people that look like their parents. Again, that's what I'm saying. It says, the program states, outlining a graphic title, they're not too young to talk about race. They're too young to talk, so they're, they are. <laughs> As highlighted by Rufo, the Arizona Department of Education recommends reading from HuffPost titled, How White Parents Can Talk to Their Kids About Race. No, that's the last thing I would ever do in my life. Is read a HuffPost article? <laughs> to my kid. Yes. <laughs> The Department of Education recommends a reading that claims babies are not colorblind and that parents must instill anti-racist attitudes and actions. I agree that you should um, instill non-racist sentiments right. to your kids yes. at an early age. Yes. It says, beginning at birth, in order for their children to not absorb bias from the world around them. HuffPost writes, white parents can and should begin addressing issues of race and racism early, even before their children can speak. Studies have indicated that in- infants as young as three months old can recognize facial differences. That's what you read. Avoiding the topic rather than actively countering it with anti-racist attitudes and actions simply opens the door for children to absorb bias from the world around them. What do you say to them? And it's just like your kids like staring. You know how your your right. baby like stares at you when you're like feeding it. And yeah. It's like uh, draining your soul <laughs> through their eyes. What are you like? Don't get comfortable with this kid because I'm not the only color in the world. Because <laughs> all races are the same. Don't uh, no. Don't look at me. Don't let, like yeah. hold up like a picture of Barack Obama or something. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like like obviously a kid is going to draw towards yeah. the characteristics of its parents. Right. Yeah. That's not racism. No, it's not. Ru- it's not. Rufo justly called on Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, a Republican, to investigate the program. I call on Governor. Ducey to Ducey to conduct an inve- investigation into the Department of Education's Radical Equ- Equity and Diversity Program. It's deeply ideological, anti-scientific, 
anti-scientific and morally bunk. Arizona students deserve better. Rufo noted, my children are people of color, and they got along fantastically with uh, children of all racial groups. Perpetuating the idea that babies are racist is astonishingly stupid and should be immediately removed from the Arizona Department of Education Equities Toolkit. So, And we are all dumber for hearing it. Yeah, he is saying that this is a stupid idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. So babies are racist. We should well, teach them at a young age, which I agree. We should teach kids at a young age. I, well, absolutely. But, again, you know, I racism is taught, mm-hmm. right? And so experiences with other races at a young age I think would help, you know, comfortable. But you don't force it. You know, you don't, you don't push, you know, unnatural. You, yes, you let kids come up with their own conclusions about right. things. But you don't sit there and, and you know, push these, these anti-racist things on a three-month-old yeah you know it's just yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense it doesn't um that what the thing that it probably doesn't address is that babies of other races are going to do the same thing absolutely they're going to look at yeah people that resemble their parents and they're going to attract or be more comfortable around people that look more like their parents but they're not going to address that it's only only white three months old are, are racist right so that brings me to this last article, but which that, is that goes to the whole, you know, them talking about wanting to have, you know, um, more people of color in TV and movies so mm-hmm. that kids can watch and, and be able to, you know, identify with. You know, I'm okay with that. Right? No, I am too. But it's the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a kid that he's going to identify with the people, like you said, that resemble, yeah, what their their own or their parents' features. And it has nothing to do with race. Yeah, if a guy right. had blonde hair or, or brown hair, they're going to identify with whoever their dad or mom looks closest to. Sure. So this last article that we have is also from the Daily Wire. Um, along the same sentiment, stupidity in the name of racism, um, Illinois, Illinois' anti-racist training is expecting people of color to teach white people is covert white supremacy. So now the thing that they were pushing to train <laughs> that we said was stupid, right? teaching um, white people, like all this anti-racist training, now anti-racist training is co- covert white supremacy. You can't even make this shit <laughs> up anymore. There, there's no nowhere you can go. I mean, no. honestly, anything you do is going to be considered white, racist or white Not supremacy. Not teaching your kids racism education is racist yes teaching your kids racist education with a person of color as a teacher is racist but if you have a white person teach them racism but that would be racist exactly (laughs) it's all racist yes says a wealthy school district in chicago suburbs hosted an anti-racism training for school leadership that told administrators that expecting people of color to teach white people is a form of covert white supremacy let me get rid of ben shapiro Nobody wants to see Ben Shapiro. On February 26, Naperville School District 203 held an anti-racism training hosted by... Ca- it's in Naperville. There you go. Countywide, hosted a, by the Countywide Equity Institute and leadership coach, Denna Simmons. Topics included best equity and inclusion practices for the district, as well as implicit bias and microaggression training. According to a report, um, the Federalist 
From the Federalist, Simmons, the keynote speaker, told the attendees the Americans are spiritually murdering black students. Oh, God. Simmons also reportedly told listeners that white people removing snow is indicative of systemic racism. You can't shovel your sidewalk because... (laughs) I just want to take a moment of silence (laughs) for the intelligence of this country, for the common sense of this country. Let's just... Moment of silence. The speaker was likely referencing a L.A. Times article where the author condemned her Republican neighbor for snow plowing her driveway days after the Capitol riot. No, I don't think that has anything to do with that. We read that article and made fun of it. In an article entitled How to Ban an Anti-Racist Educator, Simmons, who graduated from Yale University, praised the New York Times' widely criticized 1619 Project as the gold standard for education. Simmons also said during a TED Talk that white supremacy is the result of schools that refuse to teach racial justice and anti-racism to students. A tweet from Jane Willard, the assistant superintendent of curriculum in District 203, shows that 10 other panelists were slated to talk throughout the anti-racism training. One of the panelists included Valda Valburn, who is the CEO of Valburn Consulting Group, a diversity an inclusion organization that partners with school districts to teach them how to be anti-racist. The organization boasts uh, partnerships that the University of Virginia Business School and a slew of public, private, and private K-12 through institutes across the country. A whistleblower teacher at District 203 High School sent the federal screenshot of slides obtained from Valburn's presentation titled Leading for Equity, Efficiency, or efficacy and action in schools. One of the slides listed countless socially acceptable forms of covert white supremacy. One example included the campaign slogan, Make America Great Again. So that's covert white supremacy. Of course, why wouldn't it be? Other examples of covert white supremacy included not believing experiences of people of color, police murdering people of color. I can understand. That's not really covert. That's just white supremacy. That's kind of in your face. (laughs) Eurocentric curriculum. Expecting people of color to teach white people. I mean, if that was the other way around, right? if you said, well, how can we expect a white person to teach people of color? But for yeah. them, to, for this person to be like, expecting people of color to teach white people, that's, but, that's um, covert white supremacy. But there's no, there's no other forms of racism except for white against others. I know. It's so. just absolutely asinine. Assuming that good intentions are enough, celebrating Columbus Day, the bootstrap theory, which is pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, that's racist, or white supremacy, and becoming a self-appointed white ally. So you can't even be a white ally without being covert white White supremacist. supremacist. Yes, because that's the whole, um, uh, what is it, uh, Khaleesi um, theory that you were talking about, Game Mm. of Thrones, you know, Mm. there to save the, the, the... Save, save the, the, the minorities. Savage, yeah. Right, yeah. Valburn's presentation also defined racial justice. The definition drew on eerily similar connection to rhetoric used by the so-called democratic socialists. Social justice is a vision of society in which the dis- distribution of resources and power is equitable and all members are physically and uh, psychologically safe and secure. Social justice involves social actors who have a sense of their own agency as well as a sense of social responsibility towards and with individuals and society. 
Another slide said that pushing for diversity is not enough because diversity encompasses multiple human characteristics used to identify individuals and groups. The slide insinuates that diversity does not promote racial justice because it does not account for race. Enough for race. But it's, it's diversity. How does it not account for race? Because diversity could be hair color. It could be eye color. It so it's be... just not specifically mentioning race? Right. Training was hosted shortly after the Illinois State Board of Education passed, uh, voted to pass new culturally responsive teaching standards that force educators to embrace and encourage progressive viewpoints. According to a copy of the new standard, uh, teachers are required to assess how their biases and perceptions affect the teaching practice and how they accept, access tools to mitigate their own social behavior or their own behavior. This includes, but is not limited to, racism, sexism, homophobia unearned privilege, and Eurocentrism. The legislation makes clear that teachers and leaders must also affirm the identity of gender dys dysphoric students. So they must affirm right. gender identity. This includes integration and implementing the wide spectrum and fluidity of identities into the course curriculum. A lot of stuff here that makes my brain bleed. Yeah. Specifically, yeah, the fact that teaching white people teaching people of color is, white or supremacy. people of color, sorry, the other way around, oh, people yes. of color uh, having to teach white people yeah, is a form of white is supremacy. is a form of covert white yeah. supremacy. I, I don't understand how that's possible. I don't either. It's like, if you're white, you're a covert white supremacist. Yeah. I mean, that that's the only way around it. It's like, if, if you want a person of color to come in and teach white people about... Equality, that's racism. Right. Covertly racist. But basically, if you're white, you're screwed. Because yeah. there, there's no way, nowhere you can go. There's nothing you can do, nothing you can say that is not going to be considered some form of white supremacy. Right. Short of falling on your knees and, and asking for forgiveness and, and kissing ass for the sins of your great, great, great yeah. forefathers. That's all it is. And that, that's exactly all it is. Um, the fact that it says even becoming a self-appointed white ally, yeah. So is even white that would be white so, supremacy. So even if you say I'm on your side, you're yeah. white oh, yeah. supremacist because you appoint it yourself. Like I, I don't like what. What do these people want? I'm not saying these people as in people of color. <laughs> what do you mean these I'm people? I'm referring to <laughs> the know, people that are making about. these statements. Yeah. The people that are making this or that are coming up with this bullshit yeah. education theory. Yeah. This bullshit, um, like change of the the education curriculum. And yeah. Don't get me wrong, I am no proponent of the public school education curriculum no. in any means. No, I think it's completely flawed and it's completely yeah. um, <laughs> chock full of lies, um, teaching us what they want us to believe, yeah. and it's um, it's just yeah, basically uh, they, they making our kids into <laughs> like these drones. Yeah, they they want they're using it as a springboard mm -hmm. to make the next generation. Be so ashamed to be American and so ashamed to grow up in America, a country based on slavery, whose deep roots are stemmed from hatred and, and white supremacy, that they're going to they're going to flip it all upside down like they've been wanting to and and get rid of it all and start from scratch. Right. And, right. and that's that's it. Just like remember that lady we saw talking in, uh, in Port. No, Seattle. Mm -hmm. No, Portland. What was, where was Chad? One, I think it was yeah, uh, Portland. And and said that they, they needed to to strip it all down and start it over again and and 
that they would be the ones to decide what was appropriate. Right. And even just the fact that they're calling diversity training uh, covert white supremacy, because diversity yeah. means applies, implies exactly. that we're all different. You can't say diversity anymore yeah. because diversity means we're all different. So, yeah. like, there's no winning. There's, there's, there's really, like, anything we come up with that is, hey, we're, go- we're going to try to fix this but through diversity training. Yeah. Well, you can't say diversity because that implies that people are different, yeah. um, which everybody's different. I'm right. sorry, yeah. but everybody's Absolutely. different. Even you and me being two white ind- male individuals, right. we're completely different. We're from different cultures. You're right. a freaking Generation Xer. I'm a l- early-term millennial. Um, th- there's differences. I mean, right. you have heavy Native American and Hispanic background in right. your in your family tree i i'm a european mutt from what i understand yeah so i mean there there's a lot of differences and to say well we can't i to to use the term diversity implies that um that that just uh but highlights our differences right but also if you turn that around though it wouldn't fly Mm -hmm. right so like basically (laughs) they're saying like okay all white people are the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, would that fly with any other race? No, no, not flipping any of this around doesn't apply. No, because like saying, well, how can you expect white teachers to to teach? Uh, yeah, children people of color. of color. Yeah, like that's that's racism. Just to yeah, right. think that thought. Yeah, you couldn't say that no, because there is no reverse racism. If some some parent or some teacher at a school board meeting got up and be like, how can you expect white people to teach people yeah. of color? I mean, I agree that's blatant racism. I mean, <laughs> I'm not arguing with that. Right. I'm yeah, not saying right. they should be allowed to do that. Yeah. But to say, to expect people of color to educate white students yeah. is racism. Yeah. That's racism in itself. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's bizarre. Just this whole covert white supremacy. Yeah. Now now we're just grasping at straws. Yeah. Because it doesn't it matter what we do to improve. No. It, They're going to find something else. Exactly. There, there is no improving until you burn it all down mm, and start yeah, from that's scratch. What, that's what they want. They want Absolutely. it burnt down. They want it, like you said, flipped on its end and Absolutely. completely changed. And, and because the, it's, there's no, you can't Absolutely. win until you do. And they're starting with these kids. And again, they want to teach the 1619 Project to them to teach them how evil America is, how ashamed they should be to be American. Mm. And they want them to flip it over. And they're starting with this younger generation. It's a long yeah. game. It's yeah. a long term game they're, that they're, they're playing. They're playing the long game. Yeah. But they're implementing it very quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're. it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because all this education reform is not going to change. It's no. not going to get better no. unless people stand up and say, this is bullshit. Yeah. This well, is asinine. Well, what will be interesting is you see this big push now for um, more school choice. And charter schools and private schools, well, that completely takes any power away from the public schools. Mm-hmm. And then, well, in Iowa... That's racism. That's racism. But Iowa has also stripped any funding for the 1619 program from its school that's curriculum. That's racism. And so, yeah, all, all that's racism. Yeah, obviously. And so racism. you're you're either going to have to accept the fact that, yes, in your eyes, I am a racist, but this is what we're going to do anyways. Yeah. Or you fall on your knees, you give half your paycheck away, and apologize for who you are and who your family and relatives were. And I don't, I honestly don't think all people of color even agree to this nonsense. No, no, no. Well, I, like that guy was saying, he's just like I have, or in the in the one about the babies, yeah. he's like, I have children of color, yeah. and they view all. 
yeah. kids the same. He's like, this is idiotic statement yeah. to say that babies are racist. Yeah. I, I would say maybe, maybe like five percent of the people out there that are just in the right places of power trying to push this well it, it's probably mostly white people that are pushing this oh, shit it, too. I'm sure that's usually is. how it is it, it is self-hating it's, white people. yeah it's the the white saviors that yeah. are covertly racist yeah. in their in their rhetoric oh yeah so right um we are completely out of time over our time so just a lot of nonsense to talk about um Thankfully, some states are stepping up to the mask laws and uh, some of this COVID nonsense. Um, Hopefully, some states start pushing back. More states are pushing back against this uh, racism uh, theory. I I think they are. I think they will, too. I mean, they're going to be ridiculed ridiculed for it. it. And Texas will be the first one, I'm sure, because they're the cowboys that they are. But um, we are going to get out of here. Big announcement. uh, If you missed it on our social media posts, we had so much fun. And we enjoyed so much doing the live stream uh, main episode this past week. That and hopefully you guys enjoyed it too. We we got a fair amount of uh, people yeah. watching live. Um, we decided we're going to do this regularly for yeah. our main episode. We are going to live stream our ma- main episode every Monday night at seven p.m. Central Time. Yeah. So tell all your friends. Jump in. Pay attention. I, I get that they go long. Our episodes go like two hours to. Plus, sometimes. Yeah. So um, if you can't hang out for all of it, that's fine. If you can jump in for 15 minutes, great. Just participate. We will be doing call-ins as we have time to do it. Um, we'll post the link for... Right now, we're just using Zoom chat, so we'll, we'll post the link for that in um, the comments or the sh- um, all over social media. So call in and give your opinions on the topics we're talking about, and um, just participate, because yeah. the more you guys t- participate,